I used to play words with friends like religiously and actually had to like delete the app and stop playing because I would just get like mad and be like, this person is totally cheating. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Annabelle and Christian. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is where we build something together. Hello, and welcome to episode 77 of Swept Together, the show where we talk about love, business, and travel and learn from other successful couples on how to do all those things and do them well. And this week we have exactly that. We have a couple and they do business together and they travel together and they do it really well. So, And they love each other. You forgot that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they also love each other. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely want to listen in as Who we are interview. Who we talking to? I was just getting to that. Oh, well, sorry. I was so excited. <laughs> I thought you forgot. Today, we're interviewing Aaron and James of James Carlson Real Estate and Denver Graffiti Tour. They have not one, but two businesses, and we'll get into that during the interview. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, uh, past interviews we've done with other awesome couples, you can head to our website, swepttogether.com, and you'll find all the share links for today's episode at swepttogether.com slash episode 77. Yeah, and if you're listening to us on iTunes uh, or the podcast app, rate us on there. Um, it would be super helpful. And if you don't know how to do that, go to sharethelove.com. No, you know shoot. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing so good. <laughs> swepttogether.com slash sharethelove. Go there, and that's where all your information is for sharing purposes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, without further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Aaron and James. Aaron and James. Welcome, Aaron and James, to the show. How are you guys? Great. Uh, Doing well. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's exciting. So good to have some fellow Denverites yeah. back on the show. I think the last time we had some Denver uh, peeps, it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, right before we left Denver. Right before we left been, Denver, so. yeah. So nice. thanks for coming. Yeah, we we met you. Well, I met you guys at a local networking event a few weeks ago, and we just attended your um, graffiti tour. We took your graffiti tour uh, last last weekend. Yeah. And uh, it was scalding hot, and James was is so such <laughs> James so is such hot. a trooper. Yeah, like, <laughs> but he, he was so prepared. I don't know if you know this, Aaron. You probably do. <laughs> what did you do to prepare? Like sunblock and water? Sunblock and, and water. I didn't have the umbrellas, which I meant to have. Yeah, yeah, we need to have some umbrellas. We also we used to have a 3 p.m. tour, and we actually cut it out because it's just gotten so hot that it's like oh I, yeah, 3 p.m. would be rough for for those uh, in uh, internet land here in Denver, the Mile High City. It's been like mid to upper 90s for the past two weeks, and it's been pretty ridiculous. Yeah, way hotter. It feels way hotter than normal, but right. I think in that area too, because there's a lot of pavement and buildings, and oh. also 
this like I don't know. It feels intense. A lot of tours. Yeah. yeah. Good I call. thought you guys brought your game though too. I mean, to be to be fair, you guys were bringing some energy and excitement. That's true. We did have a camelback. Yeah, we we were prepared. We were prepared. Christian put it. ice cubes in the camelback so <laughs> he could cool cool down. So yeah, we're so, so more on on the um, the graffiti tour um, that you guys are doing um, a little bit later. We'll get back to that, but. Um, maybe take us back to the beginning of your guys' relationship. How did you guys meet? James. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we met Put through you a, on the spot. Yeah. We had a mutual friend who had been talking us up to each other. Like, I The friend was talking up Aaron to me and then talking me up to Aaron. And I think we eventually met like once or twice at her house. No. We <laughs> well, we met yeah. at Lala's, the bar, for yeah, the first yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of funny, though, because this friend had been talking us up to each other, and then maybe a week before we met, she was like, no, I don't think you guys should meet. Terrible idea. And <laughs> six years later, we are married. We're about to have our three-year anniversary here. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. Like Thank you. Nice. Uh, yeah. I still don't know why the friend... <laughs> Immediately reversed course, though. I mean, that's it's like that reverse psychology. I think your friend had the right idea. She was like, "Uh, you know what? Maybe I talked you guys up a little too much." You know, she's like trying to set expectations a little lower. Downplaying. Yeah, exactly. Take the, you know, take the, take the, um, you know, pressure off. And then here you are. Boom! Your friend is a genius. Is your friend a matchmaker by chance? She's a lawyer. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> a little different. Maybe that was her way of adding in like a, a clause that she wasn't responsible for the outcome of your relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers Contract. think of everything. Lawyers think of everything. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are about to celebrate your three-year anniversary. What would you say has kind of been the the magic sauce? What's kept you guys going strong? for the years that you've been together? I think, so a couple things on this. Uh, James and I both are pretty politically motivated, not motivated, but politically minded and interested in current events. And so, you know, for me, when I was dating a lot of other people, sometimes it felt like that piece was missing. So I found that really attractive in him is that that was something that we could share and talk about. Um, We both like board games. I think that we, you know, I think we have some similar interests. A long time ago, my dad told me that the most important thing with someone is not necessarily um, the small things, but just like your core values. And I would say that our core values tend to line up the things that we put the most emphasis on um, are similar. Yeah. What, um, what board games are you guys into? <laughs> Hard hitting question. <laughs> Oh, no, you go. No. I mean, it's Settlers of Catan right now. That's, yeah. We're still, I mean, I think we're probably late to the game. If you're a cool a cool nerd, you like that game forever. But Whoa, whoa, cool nerd? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love that game. We, and then the beginning of our relationship, I think we had even broken up for a little bit. And then we were just playing Words with Friends. Do you remember this all the time with these? Yeah. And we just I started out again. I remember winning a lot. Oh, that's, what was happening. that's the part I remember. <laughs> yeah. 
wait, wait, wait. Did you break up because of Words with Friends or you were broken up and then Words with Friends got back, got you back together? I couldn't stand losing. And she's like, this is it. <laughs> That's not exactly how it went. Uh, no, I think Words with Friends in some ways brought us back together because we lived pretty close to each other. We'd broken up, but we were still playing Words with Friends all the time together. Like, oh, maybe we can start hanging out again as well. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about your, you know, life as a co-working couple. Um, tell us about, about what you do and, and like, how do you work together? Uh, well, we do a, a couple different things. I mean, our main business right now is real estate and we've been doing that together for, I guess, almost two years, year and a half now. Yeah, year and a half. Um, so that was our main business. We, we started more recently, uh, the Denver graffiti tour that you had mentioned before. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I think, uh, so actually part of our background is when we were dating, um, we were paying double rent cause we weren't really ready to live together, but we'd been together for a significant amount of time and had been spending a lot of time together. So, we, I was kind of frustrated that we were spending so much on rent, but but neither of us were ready at that point. So at that time, we decided to put my place up on Airbnb and just see if it would make some money. That ended up being a pretty good business model for us. And so um, we had my place, and then we put James's place up, and then we rented a bunch of other places and put them up. And so I would really say that was kind of our first business together. Um, and with that, too, I think both of us started to take the relationship a lot more seriously, just because I think when you have a business relationship with someone, that's a pretty good indicator of how they might be in a marriage, too, because both of those partnerships are pretty intimate. So we had that as our first business together. Then we got married and we had our nine to fives. And then um, in March or April of last year, James quit his job and I quit my job in May of last year. That's when our real estate business really started to go. And then in May, May 5th of this year was our first Denver graffiti tour launch. And so um, at that point, we we now have two businesses together. Nice. Uh, so we're getting pretty comfortable working together. Uh, but that's a little bit of background as far as what it's looked like as far as being business partners and, and how we've gotten to this point. So yeah. you're you're speaking my um, second or third love language is real estate and Airbnb. <laughs> and can I can I um, digress just a little bit here? Definitely. Sure. And tell you a uh, a little short story. <laughs> Go for it. A- Annabelle knows what I'm I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm preemptively laughing. Sorry. <laughs> so I I have a, a story not not about you, Aaron, but I have a story about James. Um, you guys ready to hear it? Yes. Uh, wait, no. I'm, I'm not. very interested. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you saw me through a window doing something weird. Is this <laughs> well, actually, I I, I I have this idea that James is like a Facebook marketing master because this is actually not the first time that you and I have encountered each other, James. Okay. And it was, was because... I think you you're you you're like targeting the exact audience because like a long time maybe like December or January, um, I started getting these Facebook ads from you, and I was yeah. like, this dude is cool. I think I'll like his Facebook page or whatever. 
<laughs> and then you you guys were talking about like Airbnb and I'm like, oh, I love Airbnb because, you know, we had we had the same thing. We when we went on our um, RV trip, we Airbnb'd our house um, in in Uptown. And um, so that was like one of the first things that we did too, cut together. And and so uh, when I saw James's Facebook ad, I was like, click like this guy. And then I emailed you, James, on in like February, and you definitely didn't email me back. Oh, oh <laughs> I was like, dude, I really like, I like, I really like Airbnb too. And uh, and uh, we're in Denver, kind of. We should get together. I was totally no. denied. <laughs> Wait, so the email was James. I really like what you're doing. And we should get together. And I didn't respond at all. Not at all. <laughs> I definitely checked last night too. Because here's the here's the here's a funny thing. Because I didn't actually put put it together until I I saw James Carlson, and I was like, James Carlson, why does that sound so? We familiar? were putting through together the questions, and I was like, oh yeah, they do real estate. And he was like, wait, <laughs> real I've estate. seen them, <laughs> James Carlson. Where do I know that name? And then I looked through my uh, your Facebook famous, (laughs) and then I was like, I knew it. I totally emailed you back in February. (laughs) Christian, I don't know if this will make you feel any better, but James is sometimes very, very slow to respond on his. All right. Well, I mean, he's got a few months. (laughs) He's definitely got something in drafts. Uh, this is the point where I say, let's go back and say, no, I'm not ready for that story. (laughs) (laughs) We're just teasing. No hard feelings, James. (laughs) We just thought it was a funny coincidence. I know. It was so coincidental that uh, our paths would cross uh, eventually. (laughs) On on multiple, yeah, multiple arenas. But yeah, Christian is obsessed with real estate, so... Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think we have become so. Um, what? Why are you obsessed with real estate? Um, I think it was because my first time uh, that I that I got into real estate was a terrible experience, and I bought my first house in two thousand seven. November two thousand seven is when I closed. Do you remember what happened at that point? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we have some recollection. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I that was my, my first horror story. That was the top of the market. Um, and that was right before, you know, the real estate bubble happened. Um, I bought right at the top of the market. And like six months later, I think the, you know, my house that I bought for $235,000 was on sale by the builder for like one hundred sixty-five. dollars and I was like, oh, my God. And my my living situation changed in that I had to move to get closer to work because I was commuting like 45 minutes to an hour each day. And I was like, this is dumb. So I was trying to sell my house and they were like, you got to bring $30,000 to the table or whatever it was. And I was like, I don't have $30,000. <laughs> um, so you know, um, I had to make it work somehow. And I started renting it out because I was like, well, this will stop the hemorrhaging kind of. Um, and then that was my first, you know, investment, quote unquote, property. But uh, 
then I was eventually when the market came back up, I was like, huh, somebody else is paying my mortgage and I'm making money. Let me see if I could keep doing this. And that's, that's kind of how I got started. So did you, can I just ask, did you hold on to it? Like, has it now, do you still own it? And like, did it swing back up or did you get rid of it eventually? I, it did swing back up and in quite a way, as you know, in, in here, here in the, in the Denver Metro, um, you know, prices of real estate, you know, went way high after a few years. And so I was able to surpass, you know, what I purchased it for and then actually make money at that point. Um, but I did have to hold on to it for quite a while. Um, but you know, it kind of taught me how to be a landlord and you know, what, what it took to do that. And then, um, eventually, you know, I, I teamed up with some folks and, um, uh, bought some other properties and things like that. But you don't still have the original property. Not the original property. No, I, I, I sold that a, a couple of years ago. I think, you know, an experience like that is pretty scary, but it's interesting because I'm in an investing group and we were talking the other day about how, like, if you get into real estate, you could go and pay 10000 for one of these seminars and learn, you know, get educated, but not have the hands-on experience mm-hmm. versus doing something like that where maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But at the very least, like you do have hands-on experience, which is probably worth more than going and getting educated. And so in your way, like it, it did work out, but even in a worst case scenario, like you're at least learning something, you know, and you're talking about learning how to be a landlord and everything else and how it did eventually come together. But I just think it's interesting because we have investors come to us all the time and it's, it's a scary thing, but, and it's like, if you, if you have time, it's probably going to work out, but you'll always get educated off of the experience at the very least. Right. Totally. School of hard knocks, as they say. Yeah. yeah. A lot scarier when you're the one in the middle of it. Um, yes. Like, like, you know, if you can hold on, then you're probably going to be all right. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, so let's pivot a little bit to your, your side hustle, quote unquote, with the Denver Graffiti Tours. Um, I love the story of how you guys were inspired to start it. Would you mind sharing that with us? Sure. So we, um, in January of 2018, uh, we kind of took this trip on a whim. A friend of ours had invited us to go to Columbia for two and a half weeks. And so uh, we ended up going and a different friend of ours that wasn't on the tour, but had been to Columbia the week before, had been on this Bogota street tour. And so, or Bogota graffiti tour. So she had sent us an article about it and said, go check this out if you have time. So we went to it and we loved it because we thought it was pretty cool that we were experiencing a neighborhood that we wouldn't have otherwise seen. We got to talk to a local and ask them like where we should eat and what they thought was cool. And then just, we got a politics and history lesson on the city through the art in a way that you don't always get. So we enjoyed all of that. Then we came back to Denver. We were in Rhino eating dinner one night and we're like, hey, there's a lot of art down here as well. Then we noticed a lot of people taking pictures and you know, looking at the art and stuff. And so we just asked them, do you know anything about this art? Like, can you tell us anything? And everybody was like, no, but I wish I, I, wish I could. I wish I knew something about it. So from there, you know, James was a journalist before we got into real estate. And so we thought, okay, we can interview people 
uh, we just need to reach out to them. Let's see if they'll talk to them, talk to us. And so at this point, we've interviewed over 30 of the artists. The artists were super generous um, sharing with us, like kind of their backgrounds and, you know, talking to us about the art and their technique and whether or not they went to school for it or if they didn't, who they admired and all that stuff. And so we, we then felt like we were in a huge rush because we wanted, we thought it was a very good idea and we wanted to be the first to do it because we thought that was super important. And so we literally had the idea or like built out a Google sheet to build the business March 1st and we launched May 5th. Wow. That's like two months from idea uh, inception to actually being out there. That's wow. Crazy. That's crazy. And, and beforehand, did you know like really anything about any of this art? Because when we, when we went and took your tour last week, which by the way, for all the people that are listening in internet land, if you're here in Denver, you should definitely take the tour because it's so incredibly amazing. And uh, I'm one for street art myself. I mean, we went to Wynwood during our travels in, in the RV. Yeah. yeah. And that was phenomenal. I that, we did a street art tour there and yeah, we enjoyed it a lot. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. That's and, funny um, about, sorry, just about Wynwood because on the tour, sometimes I'll ask people like, do you know about Wynwood? Wynwood, Wynwood is sort of like Rhino. And then I always correct myself and say, Rhino is like Wynwood. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comparison. Right. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I, I love that kind of, um, uh, that kind of art. It speaks to me a lot more than say like a traditional art, you know, framed paintings and, you know, by the, by the masters. I mean, that's nice too. I really like doing that. And we did a fair share of that, um, during our, our trip, but, uh, this kind of art really speaks to me and you guys did an excellent, James did an excellent job <laughs> at guiding us around, um, and telling us all the stories about the the history about the art or the the, the context and background, it was amazing. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a great uh, tour. Thank you so much. That's great to hear. We we love doing it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's we have learned to absolutely love the art down there, and I think I think maybe because it's accessible for one. Um, yeah. Not just literally like physically accessible, like we can reach out and touch it and see it every day, but there is something that feels accessible about that type of art form in general. And, and maybe the art itself. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I took a art history course my freshman year of college and it made me just be a lot more interested in the art because suddenly I had context for what that time period was like with artists. And I think that's also been true for this experience Prior to us building out this tour, I think I thought that the art was pretty and it was cool and I liked what it did for the Rhino. But then after interviewing so many of the artists and then the artists we couldn't interview, the research we did on it, it just became a lot more interesting to me. Um, specifically, like there's an artist named A-Hole Sniffs Blue on the tour and he just, you know, he's in Winwood too and it's just a repetition of eyeballs and that's kind of his thing. He, he does a lot of art like that. And I think before I thought, well that looks cool or, you know, the scale of it being this entire building is really neat. But then hearing the story about like him having his art lifted by American Eagle and his fight to get the money and why he chooses to do those eyes all the time. It's kind of a call to the grind of, 
of the working class American and things like that. I, then I, now I like, I don't just like it. I really, really like it. You know, like I'm just like, everything yeah. he does is so cool. And that's because I have that context. So I think it, the tour has definitely made the art more interesting to me. And I hope that's something that we've also shared with people. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When you see stuff like that around any city, you're like, Oh, that's cool. That's a cool design or whatever. But when you hear the story, just like what you're saying, um, the stories behind it, it makes it so much cooler. And Bring, it makes brings it, it to life. Yeah, it brings yeah. it to life. You're you feel like you're part of kind of the part of the story, at least just in small part, hearing it. And and that's why uh, you know the the tour is so fantastic. So as a as a business owner myself, um, I am like really curious about how this conversation to start a second business on top of your first business, like how that went down and was like, were you both just like, oh, this is a great idea. We totally have the bandwidth to do this. Or like kind of how did you make that decision to say this is something that we feel important enough about that we're going to start business number two? I think we definitely thought the first thing you said, we did not think through the bandwidth issue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, how much time do these guys have? It's amazing. (laughs) And they're both on the weekends too. I mean, our our tours are uh, morning, Sunday morning. Our real estate showings are almost always Saturdays and Sundays. So um, no, I think both Aaron and I are, uh, Aaron particularly kind of grew up in an entrepreneurial family, I think, even though they don't necessarily run their own businesses. They're always talking about ideas. And, um, and I think I'd never really been exposed to that until I met them and, uh, and really took it to heart. And I think we both share that love now. And so once we realized that it was a cool idea, there, there wasn't really any other consideration. It was just, we need to do this. Uh, we like the art, we like this idea. We think there's a big market for people who would be interested in knowing more about it. So we really just ran with it. And I think, Looking back, we could have given some more consideration to <laughs> how the hell are we going to do this? But, um, you know, if we had done that, we probably wouldn't have taken the steps as quickly as we had. And I don't think we'd be having, you know, the small successes that we are having at this moment. In general, I think we talk about that all the time. Like, and we tell our investors, like, you know, think it through a little, but. Don't have analysis paralysis. Yeah. Move like. You know, the biggest disservice you can do to yourself is not get in the game and overthink things. Uh, something else that happened to us just about that time frame that added a little bit to the stress is we uh, have a partnership with some other investors, and that had been in the works since August of 2017. And so it came to fruition uh, right before this business launch. So we actually We're also in the process of buying a house, actually a duplex, and getting them up and going for Airbnb while trying to launch this business while doing real estate. And so we kind of agree that like April through mid-June was the most stressed either of us have ever been. And uh, the workload was pretty crazy. And we were were butting heads a little bit because I think we were (laughs) pretty stressed. And then... Um, it's calmed down, but it is, we did not, I think, give much consideration to what that would look like. And I think if we had a third business that came up aside from that investment, I think we would give that a lot of thought just knowing, um, you know, 
how much time and effort it does take. I'll also say that we, we don't have kids and we really don't plan on having kids. So these businesses in a way are like having a first and second child. I'm sure there's parents <laughs> their eyes, but um, I think that we, you know, it, it's, a, it's a mutual interest that we have and we have a, we have an equal level of commitment to it. That's something we love talking about and growing and everything else, but it's probably not that different than adding a second kid. It's like, okay, you know, this is going to be worth it long-term. It's going to get easier over time. But yeah, the beginning was yeah. intense. And we are those annoying parents that like show up at a party and all we want to talk about are our kids. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and you take lots of pictures on it and post them on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. When we, we were launching the podcast, Christian is, is more like you guys, I think, in, in that when we had this idea for the podcast, he's like, cool, so we'll launch it in two weeks? I was like, whoa, 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 no, what? <laughs> like, we can't do this in two weeks. So we, we I, was, I was like, well, how about like six months? I think we compromised and did like three months or so. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I tend to be a, which is funny because I do own my own business and I often find myself in kind of that analysis paralysis that you mentioned, but um, oftentimes you just have to go for it and, and see how, see how it, uh, how it works out. But I was just so curious now. At that point though, I think it is difficult when it's your business because it's your baby and you're putting yourself out there to the world. So you really don't want to look stupid. And so I understand that analysis paralysis. It's so personal that yeah. you really don't want to fail because then you're failing in front of your friends and family and stuff. And it's not like you're failing on behalf of someone else's business idea. You're failing on your own behalf, which right. is scary. Yeah, but it's good that you guys are like on the same page about it. Um, I feel like that has got to help a lot because you – both know where you're coming from and it's not like one person's dragging their feet and one person's like raring to go and you're like constantly in that conflict at least you're both like on the track and committed to it so I, that's awesome <laughs> that's totally the case all the time <laughs> i will say that we uh, like a compromise that we i've had to make at least is that um aaron is a, a someone who gets things done uh um and I'm someone who likes to get things done perfectly. And those two hmm. go together all, you know, perfectly well all the time. Um, yeah. Been a, a compromise in that way. And I, I think right. there's, there's totally room for both of them. Uh-huh. But in terms of getting something going and not overthinking it too much, I mean, Aaron is really pushed us on that timeline. I, I was actually wanting to push back a, another month at least. Um, I remember. I was just really nervous someone else was going to creep in and do it. And I think, um, again, I've, I've worked for a lot of small businesses and small companies. And so I think I had a sense of just that being first is so important for your SEO value and stuff like that. And so I thought it makes more sense to not be perfect and be first. And so, and also I'm just like a super, super impatient person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than my business acumen, I'm very, very impatient. Well, uh, let's go back a little bit. You, Aaron, you said uh, that you butted heads um, quite a bit in the last, you know, when, when the, uh, the graffiti tour was coming up and then you had that other um, investment, you know, um, kind of coming all to head at the same time. How did you guys uh, reconcile that and resolve those things working with each other? 
I think it's a work in progress, actually, as you can pause there. Um, I, yeah, like what are the techniques that you guys employ to to not be at each other's throats and still love both each still, other? You're both still alive, so that's good. Well, I think we got less busy. So I think we got through that initial project. So slow, things slowed down a little bit, which was good. Um, we went on a vacation to Vail where we just didn't do, we really didn't even bring our laptops so that we couldn't do business because we had been working so much. Um, and then we also kind of reevaluated what both of us were doing and tried to divide it up more to each other's skill sets so that we weren't, we weren't running into frustrations where it might be smarter to have the other person do stuff. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think we still get frustrated with it. And I think, um, I guess I'm a believer in not every problem has to be solved right away. Uh, I, I think it's something that we're still working through occasionally. And um, I think trying to be patient and remembering what, what you actually love about the other person helps a lot too. So I never yeah. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, what would you say on the flip side, what would you say your favorite part of working together is? I like hanging out with Erin, truthfully. I mean, she makes me laugh every day. She's uh, ruthlessly uh, funny. And I, I was t we were talking as we walked up to actually tape this. And we're like, what makes us great? And like, we were trying to think of things that like, you know, you're supposed to say, I guess. But this is probably sounding wrong this probably doesn't sound as romantic as it should be, but I think mockery is <laughs> really one of the things. <laughs> uh, mockery and reality TV. Yeah, that's about it. It's survivor episodes, bachelor episodes and mockery. That's really. The <laughs> Sometimes um, you gotta, you, you gotta know each other. And if that's what floats your boat, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think you, uh, we've just grown to be a lot closer and I always thought of us as close. It's not something where, we didn't share a lot or spend a lot of time together. I've always considered us close, but I think running these businesses together, we've just gotten so much closer. I, we've come to respect each other's like strengths and recognize how um, our different skills complement each other. And, and just also that we share so many interests, like the things that we like to talk about are our businesses, politics, current events, our families, uh, stuff yeah. like that. I don't think you often get to see your spouse's strengths so illustrated because maybe their strength is at work. And so you don't watch them excel every day. And this sounds patronizing. I don't mean to be, but like, I definitely feel pride sometimes being with Erin because I'll see her just kick ass at some deal or kick ass on the tour and doing what she's doing, like just being the best at what she's doing. It's fun to watch. And I think like I'm with that person, I guess, not everybody gets that type of insight into their spouse. So that's fun. That's very nice. Um, also, I would say about James, I think one thing that we discovered, like I, I can have sort of a short fuse or just we started to identify pretty quickly with some like with some real estate stuff and other things where we thought that the other party might be challenging or something, then James is the one that handles that because he just, like I said, I'm very impatient and I can be a little bit of a hothead sometimes. And James is extremely 
calm and good at thinking high level, like what is the end goal? I'm not going to get caught up or pissed about something. I just stick to the goal. And so I think that's been very interesting to me and something where I feel like I've learned the most from him. And he's still the person that we direct that stuff to, but also um, just professionally, that's something that I've learned a ton from him on because it's, it's not my strength and it's definitely his. It's nice to hear. <laughs> that's, that's so, so cool. sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we we um we, we work next to each other all day every day because we both work from home, so I get to see a little bit of that as well. Uh, so I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Because you know Annabelle will will turn out something for a client and then she'll be like, "Can you take a look at this?" And I'm like, "Wow, how did you do that? This is awesome. <laughs> this is fantastic." And you know, it, it turns out that you know the client looks at her her product, so she makes videos. Um, as you know, and um, turns out her products and then they start crying and telling her all the kinds of neat things yes. about it. And yeah, it's just, it's just awesome to see that. Right. Like, so it must be so personal and intimate for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I do editing. So I, I do like heirloom honeymoon films and family travel films and a lot of like family stuff. And so, yeah, it's always like really meaningful. A lot of like birthdays, anniversaries, those kinds of things, you know? And so Happy tears are, are a good thing in my, my book, but yeah. So. I bet most of the families too that kind of suck and don't like each other don't hire you, I imagine. I'm leaving out <laughs> that, but I imagine if they have a lot of awkward dynamics, they're not reaching out to have it. Right, videoed. so you're self-selecting really cool families. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm like, oh, you want me to, to do a, help you do a video of your family reunion in the south of France? That sounds terrible. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so you mentioned that uh, something that you guys redid or did to reconnect while you were like going through that crazy period was like sneak away to veil. Um how would you say that traveling, it sounds like you use travel to bring you closer together. Um, how would you, how would you say that it helps you uh, reconnect? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's whispering things to me. Uh, <laughs> Save the sweet nothings for after, James. I, I don't know. I would say, well, I feel like I keep talking. I like hearing your voice. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, I would see, I see travel as kind of like a project. And so things aren't always going to go the way you want them to. It's a lot of planning. Um, Again, there might be a need for an impatient or a patient person. And that's definitely come out in our travels and, and early on in our travels, I think. Again, James's cool, calm demeanor has paid off because, you know, when you're when you're traveling in foreign lands, like their mentality about certain things, I, I never feel so American as when I travel. And then I'm just like, holy shit, like, why are you talking on the phone while there's 20 customers deep and like losing it? And James is just like, it's not a big deal. We're on vacation, like whatever. And so... I think that's come out and again, it's, it's a really, it's a super positive influence for me. I think it's probably nice to, um, we, it's sometimes hard at, at home slash work, which is the same for us to <laughs> right. appreciate the two. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, five o'clock comes and like, 
we're quote unquote done with work. Uh, and we just what, walk 10 feet away into the kitchen. It doesn't feel that different sometimes. And so I think there's even more of a need for us to uh, get someplace that doesn't feel like work and, and reconnect in, in a different way in that way. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, um, to start wrapping things up, um, let's talk about some uh, relationship advice, uh, both on the business side and on the personal side. What kind of relationship advice would you give to couples who are uh, in business together or just couples in general who are, you know, in a romantic just, just relationship? Just starting out, yeah. yeah. This is weird. I think these two pieces of advice almost sound contradictory, but... Um... One, I think it just um, for a business relationship, it's probably better to not try to do everything equally, but rather cater to your strengths um, if you're going to be doing something together. Um, because I definitely am not very good at certain aspects of our business, and Aaron most definitely is. And I think when we tr both try to do both things, uh, we get frustrated when in fact Aaron should be kicking ass at keeping us on track and project management. And maybe I should be doing a project, just a longer, uh, just kind of one focused item because it's just where I excel or something. Um, at the same time, I think while you want to focus on your strengths, I, this is something small, but I think it really kind of helped us personally not resent each other is, um, and what, I mean, Aaron, not resent me, truthfully, because I didn't <laughs> used to do a lot of housework. And once we actually just got on a schedule, every other Sunday we clean the house. Um, one of us cleans the house. It it made things a lot better, I'd say. Um, yeah, so, I felt like you could relax more because you didn't feel weird or guilty, or you know, like I think that was good for us because then it just set the expectation of like this Sunday is my Sunday off, and the upcoming Sunday is your Sunday off, and. So I think it helped mitigate some fights. I also think that honesty is pretty important. And I, I believe that across all your relationships, whether starting out romantic or otherwise, I don't see the point in having a relationship if it's not honest. So I don't believe yeah. honesty. <laughs> That's <laughs> the first yeah. honest thing you said. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Opp opposites attract, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what would you say are some rituals that you have that, um, keep you connected in your relationship? We do. We've mentioned a couple already. <laughs> uh, I mean, professionally, we do a weekly meeting where we look at all of our clients and stuff. Um, on the not professional side, uh, for New Year's every year, we do a boozy brunch and lay out all of our goals for the year and reevaluate how the year before went. We also um, do a Halloween party where we do a very intense pumpkin carving contest, which intense. Yeah, most of our friends <laughs> do not care about. Only James and I care about. And I will say, James <laughs> always wins. It's so annoying. Uh, no, last year, I, I lost to some fairies. Somebody who had. Had, had what? Uh, what? Bell or other kind of fairies around? Yeah. Um, I mean, we go out to eat a lot, to tell you the truth. That's I've been trying to think of these other ways besides saying that we like to go out and get a drink, but that is truly like one of our rituals is to 
go out to a cool place and just chill out and have a drink and nice meal. And I mean, we have to budget that in because we spend a lot of money on that. Probably. Um, we don't, we don't necessarily spend money on big gadgets, TVs, cars, stuff like that, but we like to go out to eat. And I think that's really where we kind of let go of things and reconnect. Yeah. I agree with that. Very good. Well, that's awesome. One thing that we do um, on the show as a kind of a ritual is what we call the sweep up. Um, and what that is, is, you know, I will ask Annabelle, you know, what made her feel loved today? And she'll respond. And then I, she'll ask me what made me feel loved. Um, and if you'd like, we'd like to invite you to do the same uh, with us. Um, and we can start. So that way you could kind of see how it works. Sure. Um, would you guys be open to that? We're open to it, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so what made you feel loved today, babe? Uh, what made me feel loved today uh, was we uh, actually got out of the house <laughs> and went to a coffee shop. But not only did we go to a coffee shop, you figured out that, you know, where this new hip coffee shop is and it was a few miles away, like five or six miles away. And I was like, it's warm and it's, you know, sunny. We should go take the motorcycle because it has been quite a while since we've driven a motorcycle, mm -hmm. since we've been on this RV trip. And, you know, it's really fun. And I know you were kind of white knuckling it because <laughs> you're, you were a little nervous. Yeah. Getting on the bike for the first time in over a year. But, you know, you still seem like you enjoyed it and. That made me feel loved because you know how much I enjoy riding the uh, motorcycle. Yeah. How about you, sweetheart? <laughs> what made you feel loved? Aw, well, um, I was going to, we always sometimes. Did I steal your? <laughs> well, kind of. But <laughs> what I was going to say was that. I appreciated because we we haven't been on the motorcycle in a long time. We went on we went to the to a coffee shop today, and I was like a little my like logic brain kicks in, and I'm like, if we if we fall, I'm going to break my leg. Like, not just your leg. I, well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like the list of things runs through your brain, and it just like takes me a minute to like settle in. Um, and I just liked that you. Like we're checking in on me and being like, hey, how you doing back there? Um, and that you were thinking about how I was feeling. And I appreciated that. It made me feel loved. Love you, babe. Love you too. That's literally so okay. nice. We, we got <laughs> thing and I, James had a motorcycle. He doesn't anymore because of me. Um, but when he had one, I was terrified. And he was very <laughs> about trying to make me feel comfortable. So I think we relate intimately. Yeah, that's that's really right. yeah no, that's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll feel better after, after a couple more rides, but it's been a bit, so. Yeah. Scary. All right. Yeah. Well, your guys' turn. Um, sure. So I, I fast. You ask. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, <laughs> what made you, think you James? Uh, <laughs> um, I guess two things. I know I'm supposed to probably pick one, but um, I was really stressed with getting down to Colorado Springs to do some showings for a client that. Uh, 
had some last minute issues that um, we ran into and Aaron recognized that pretty quickly and offered to actually set up all these showings, which was like 12. And that's a lot of calls and whoa, um, a lot of back and forth and emails and stuff. And uh, so it's always nice to have your stress recognized and have somebody try to fix it. And then literally, and this is probably every morning, she kind of wakes up with a smile. And I think that always she rolls over and has some kind of sinister smile on her face. And I always think she's already thinking of something to make fun of me for, <laughs> but that makes me feel loved. Oh, uh, Aaron, what, what made you feel loved today? Wow. Speaking of being made fun of, um, we just got back. We weren't sure if we were going to make it back in time for the podcast, but I parked in our our parking lot and I'm kind of notorious for being a really bad parker and parking outside of the lines and Jane <laughs> to take photos of my parking jobs and then just send them to me and to our relatives and friends to mock me. <laughs> so I'm looking at my parking job right now and thinking about the fact yeah. that he took a photo and I'm sure that will come up in the future, but I do. I, I value a sense of humor a lot. So I think I really, Love that about him. I love that he recognizes that and does it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so sweet. That's sweet in a mocking way, and I know that, that speaks to you guys that's a one lot. One of Billy so. James's love languages is mockery. So there we go. Yeah. Well, um, what uh, what 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 are you guys currently working on? Is there anything that you'd like to promote and um, tell our listeners? Uh, where can they find you and you know find your cool? tour or buy a house from you sure um so the tour is denver graffiti tour and it's just that on the internet you can also find us on or, you know just on the website it's just denver graffiti tour.com yeah and we're on facebook too uh we run on saturdays and sundays at 10 a.m we do private tours during the week if people want them and we run all year long and we give 5.280% of the proceeds back to the artist community. Uh, so that's all good. That's the DGT side. And if you want to talk about real estate. Yeah. I mean, we, we work with buyers, sellers, and investors of kind of all kinds. Um, and despite your experience, we normally return. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Uh, I, I'm mortified that that happened. Um, and our website is uh, just jamescarlsonrealestate.com. we got a bunch of resources on there that people can use for free, but um, we are, we're always welcome to uh, or happy to jump on a phone call and just talk through uh, what people's goals are and uh, where they want to go and see if uh, we're a good fit to help them. Before uh, wrapping up completely, we would just wanted to acknowledge the both of you um, Aaron and James for for being so generous with your time and like opening up your lives to us, telling us about the the fun things that you're working on. That's and and we got to experience it firsthand. I mean, this is it's a real treat for us to be able to experience these kinds of things firsthand um, of the people that we we interview. Hear the story behind the art, so to yeah. speak. So yeah. thank you so much <laughs> for for coming. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah, we're totally flattered that you guys think we're interesting enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how can how can uh, you not be interesting? You have two uh, businesses together. One that is totally creative and totally cool, you know, the Denver Graffiti Tour, and then the other is like real estate, which is also cool and awesome, <laughs> and I love it. Christian is 
Christian was freaking out. I know. <laughs> Love you guys. Wow. So it sounds like sounds like maybe James, you can email Christian back, and we can uh, all go get a drink or something sometime. <laughs> We'd love to do that. We should do that because it does seem like we have a lot in common. How do you guys feel about board games? Because that's usually a criteria we have for friendship. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, um, have you guys ever played uh, Pandemic? It's no, but people but have yes. told us that yeah. this game. We have, game we, we have pandemic, so yeah. we can we can plan a game night. All right, that that's would be awesome. game night. We're looking forward to pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Soon. Take care. Bye. Cowboy, why are you eating right now? Again. Okay. Well, that was a great interview. And if you enjoyed it as much as we did you can head over to the show notes at swepttogether.com slash episode 77 for all the links that they mentioned um, on where you can stalk them on social or take their tour or contact them about house stuff. We're everywhere at Swept Together on social media. So if you want to give us some social media shout outs or some love, go to everywhere at Swept Together. And remember to rate us on iTunes. So what was your one big takeaway from Aaron and James? Uh, I think my biggest takeaway was definitely, I was inspired by their, um, just how quickly they make decisions together and yeah, don't get stuck in that analysis paralysis. Um, they said that, um, you know, they tell their investors to think about it, but not to like, let it keep you from getting in the game. And I think that is a really good reminder. Yeah, I think um, Tina Fey said some sort of quote uh, that I saw on my Facebook thing today. The thing that, <laughs> that blocks all of my feed, my feed blocker. Oh, the news feed eradicator? There you go. And it was like, uh, you can't be that kid standing on the top of the water slide overthinking it. You just have to go down to shoot. Apparently, Tina Fey said that. Oh, and well. it's like very appropriate for what we were just talking about. Yeah, that's true. You can't be the water slide kid. Oh, wait, you have to be the water slide kid and just go jump. <laughs> yeah. Well, but. thank you so much to all of you who are listening. We really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us every other week during the summer months as we balance life and work and podcasting. Um, you guys are the best and why we do what we do. Thanks, guys. We love you. Love you.
You stupid plane, get out of here. <laughs> Outro. Outro. <laughs>